If you're a listener of the show or follow my Insta account, then you know I'm a huge fan of what Instagram can do for your business. But I also know that it is tough to keep up, even if you have staff who could hypothetically do it for you. At my clinic, we outsource our marketing with Molly Cahill's team. So unfortunately, her agency is full at the moment, but that doesn't mean you can't work with Molly. She has something called the Holistic Marketing Hub, and it is a hybrid done with you program. And it's a one-stop shop for chiropractors and other health and wellness pros to not only learn how to use Instagram effectively, but also includes a massive content library of copy and paste chiropractic and other health captions. It has everything you need for you and your team to up your marketing game while not spending all your time coming up with new ideas. So what if you want to hire someone though to do your marketing for you? You're going to love this. She created a detailed job description with a training schedule, deliverables, and even sample pay rate. So let's say you have a mom in your practice who loves your clinic and is looking for something she can do from home. This is perfect. You can grab the free job description even if you don't join the Holistic Marketing Hub at mollycahill.com forward slash she slays. If you do decide to join the hub, make sure to use code she slays for $200 off. Hey, She Slays listeners, before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to a very special new episode of She Slays Today podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren Brunswick. And I'm your co-host, not Dr. Kirby Brunswick. And it is our now uh, tradition to end the year with like the final podcast of the year, technically, because I know we have Mm. the best of, but uh, is a meaningless Christmas episode where you will likely learn nothing but feel a lot. I mean, I think they could learn something if they haven't studied like story ideas and arcs and how people think of building structure and story through narrative. Hmm. You're planning on taking this episode a way different direction than my chat. Your chat GPT gave you a completely different outline than mine. I did I did not use chat GPT for any of this. Oh, me, me either. Um, okay, so today is our Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if this brings you joy, I would recommend going and listening to our previous Christmas episodes. Let's see, we have done favorite done a Christmas movies, favorite Christmas movies, 
You did a would you rather, was that a Christmas one? Well, I I don't know if it was like, no, because I just, I don't think it was a Christmas theme would you rather because I distinctly remember a question that involved an array, like fighting an orangutan in a car once a year or something like mm, that. Yeah, yeah, I do believe that. And that was. does not seem to have a Christmas uh, theme. So I don't think it was, but I do think it's around. What if his name is like Rudolph or something? I it think would. it was around the end of the year, every year that we do this. So I think, I think what it is, is um, around this time of year, we're just like, ah, uh, I don't know. Does it feel right to have a serious conversation on like Christmas Sunday? Like it doesn't. Well, and I don't know if anyone want, you know, like. For me, I don't, I wouldn't, you know, I'll listen to like scientist episodes of Rogan or I'll listen to Huberman or whatever, but like, I, I don't listen to them right around Christmas. So like, if they have something silly, I'll do it. Or like some of my funny podcasts that I listen to will have either Christmas themes mm -hmm. or best of episodes. Cause I think they realize like no one wants to like how to upgrade your patient intake. Right. Yeah. You know, right at Christmas. You're not going to do anything with it right away. So we could take this theme to like multiple months. So like it makes me think of spooky season. Mm. So if you are a chiropractor and have a ghost story or have murdered someone and have gotten away with it. Uh, I out. actually do know a chiropractor who has committed a crime, but I don't know if you want or not. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Keep your mouth shut. Um I don't know. I would actually. Okay. Anyways, um, she did jail time for that, didn't she? I believe so. Yeah. Anyways, and it's I mean, not Jody Green who we had on. We just had her on too late because Jody was in November, I think. I don't know if being arrested is necessarily like she didn't do anything wrong. She is the brought problem a gun like, to Mexico. Well, but I mean, it wasn't like I'm gonna kill someone in That's Mexico. I like I think you need someone spooky, and I'm a bad person for spooky because I don't watch scary movies mm -hmm. and I don't really like spooky. Okay. I am accepting applications for our October 2024 episodes. She slays spooky season. Oh, we could like change the logo and like turn a pumpkin. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking I could of just... themed things. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're, if you are <laughs> ADHD lady, if you are just listening, I would encourage you to go check out the YouTube version of this because Lauren and I have themed backgrounds. I think mine wins. Um, that is one thing I did use chat GPT Debatable, for. debatable. So. I think I would actually like, we're officially going to throw this up as a poll on Instagram of who has a better one. Um, so. So I used, I used a chat GPT's, uh, video or image creation thing, Dolly for this. And I asked it for a cozy Christmas cabin or cozy Christmas bungalow on the ocean, uh, for you. And then for me, I asked for a cozy Christmas cabin and then it gives you an image. And then I said, I need more Christmas. And then <laughs> I did that. And then I said, like, the most Christmas ever. And it gave me another one. And I said, you're so close, but I need you to pull out all the stops for the most Christmassy Christmas cabin of all time. Like the fiber of the universe is made of Christmas. And I think it did a pretty good job. That's literally what the conversation you had with. Have you, do you not get those on your Instagram? No. There's great ones. There's like, they're like videos of like, it's just like, give me a photorealistic image of an espresso dad. And it's just a dad making espresso in his kitchen with like kids in the background. And then it just goes more 
give me more. And by the end, it's like a dad floating in the sky with children <laughs> drinking espresso and like a big contraption with like 500 espresso nozzles shooting espresso out. We have different algorithms. I'm realizing that. I have that with my friends too. They'll send me things and I'll just be like, we are looking at a different version of the internet than each other. Yeah. Um, okay. We really, we didn't super prepare. Like it would be great if we would have like a listener highlight or anything it's, like that. It's Christmas time, babe. We it's Christmas. Christmas. We stuff. don't do shit. Um, okay. So before we get into our actual topic, I it's it's time for funny, embarrassing Brunswick story of the week. Um, Where are you going with this one? Yeah, I think, Kirby, would you like to share with the audience what you drunk bought on Monday night? I mean, I wasn't that drunk. No, you weren't. You weren't. I just don't know how else to explain your behavior. So backstory, there is no snow in Wisconsin right now. It is one of maybe three or four Christmases I can think of in my life, my long 38 years, where there's no snow and like no snow on the forecast. And it's December 20th. Like we are not yeah. ahead of schedule, people. We, we with this recording, like yeah. life is happening. So, and the girl we've been talking about as a family that the lack of snow is kind of like hurting for us to get into the Christmas season. The girls have both been talking about the lack of snow. Ty mixes in with our prayers every night. She also prays to Santa in addition to Jesus and asks for snow. Um, And we have this big Christmas tree walk charity thing that's on the clinic front lawn that is less magical because there's no snow. So I started looking like, how can you make snow? And there's these cheap like machines that you can pour the chemicals into and it makes fake snow. Cheap? That's not what I'm... Oh, uh, like Like $200, $250 that make fake snow. It's like for snow at a party inside or whatever. Uh, But then I did find a company that makes... They also make industrial snow machines for ski places but they make a residential version that if you have an air compressor and a power washer and access to a hose, uh, you can for the, do you want me to say the price? You might as well. Everyone's going to look it up. Uh, This includes the rush shipping, but for the low, low price of about $800, you can get this wand that will make, if the conditions are right, it still has to be below like 28 degrees, which it gets that cold every night here. It just gets too hot in the day. You can make, I think they said like on a 12 by 36 foot patch, it'll do over two inches in an hour. So mm-hmm. my plan, it's coming today. Uh, we'll post a video if we get it. Oh God, we will post videos. But I want to blanket the front lawn of the clinic in snow so that people have a more magical time in the Christmas tree walk. And I also want to give our girls snow for Christmas at our house. The spirit of Christmas is very strong in you. I love it so much, so much. I can't it's my even every time of the year. I can't even be bad because we've spent money on worse. Um, oh, and, yeah. well, and honestly, my brain immediately went to like, okay, when will we be done using this on Christmas? I bet you, I could rent this out on Christmas Day. I bet you we could make it back on Christmas Day. I'm not yeah. going to because we have enough things happening right now, but like. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's there's two ways there's two ways to think about it. Of people around enough people around here do own like pressure washers and 
air compressors. So like you could rent out the thing and just be like, you go do it. But then there's the other market of people who are like, I don't have that stuff or I don't want to do this. And for a much higher fee, I could go do it for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and it I would think definitely that's... pay for itself in a, in a day. If well, I did I... two lawns, I would charge 500 bucks. Right. Each. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think there, I think we have our seventh revenue stream. Although <laughs> one of the reels I wanted to make for a long time is um, me consistently coming up with businesses and Kirby just consistently reminding me that's not passive. That's not passive. That's not passive income. Lauren, that is not passive. Like, but for $500. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I don't think we have any updates. So I think we're just, uh, we're just praying. All right, let's do it. Deep breath. Be wherever you are. Dear God, thank you for this time of year. Um, thank you for the gift that was your son coming and being among us. Um, thank you for the family and the connection that we especially focus on this time of year and the reason to get together. Uh, thank you for this beautiful woman I share my life with. Uh, help us to get through the stress, not take things too serious, um, slow down amid all the chaos, and just connect with you and those around us. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so speaking of be where you are when you said mm -hmm. that, like this beach background, like mm -hmm. would you ever be on a beach for Christmas though? Like you have- I, like... Would, I would prefer not to. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying never. Life happens. One year we went, you and I went to Mexico, like very close after Christmas. I think it was probably like the 27th. Yeah. And... How'd that turn out? <laughs> that was, I don't know if people are ready for that story of how Kirby almost got his foot amputated. Like literally, literally yeah. almost got, we almost thought we were going to amputate Kirby's foot uh, six the nine months, it would have been August, eight months yeah. after. Long story short, I fell on a cactus. Uh, it embedded in my foot and they thought I had a bone infection yep. and had to have surgery to have it taken out. But you so, didn't. But you but did I have the cactus. You did have cactus I, in your foot there, eight months later. There's still cactus in my leg. I can uh -huh. feel the bumps. Anyways, but you did not enjoy the Christmas season enough because you were focused on being in a swimsuit like December 27th. Yeah. And we were like packing and doing all the logistics for like leaving the day after Christmas. And yeah, I wasn't a fan. Okay. Well, never say never though. Never say never. All right. So the theme that my chat GT, chat GPG came Shasha up with for this is um, Christmas themed Christmas movie, common tropes, common tropes in Christmas movies. There we go. And the lessons that are we're supposed to learn from them or basically why it's a common Christmas trope. So would you oh, like it? Yeah. I like that. Okay. You want to do like you go, I go? Yeah. Like... Why don't why don't you you can go ahead and start because you prepared for this more than me. Well I just I uh, yeah I, I was just thinking through all the movies, but um I mean one is the obvious. It's kind of the quintessential among many of the movies is the unrelenting Grinch who learns his lesson. So like literally the Grinch, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge in all variations, um, 
the Christmas with the Cranks dad could be that of like he's just over it and he like doesn't want anything to do with the season. Is this but, where like the overworking mom too? Yeah, I or think is that, that is could different. Be, I, I think that might be something different because they don't seem anti. Like I think the element I was uh, keying in on was like the person who says like I hate Christmas, like actively, you know, like the Burger Meister Meister Burger in uh, Santa Claus is coming mm -hmm. to town. The boss in National Lampoons like wants nothing to do with it. I would even say like the mailman and Klaus, like the guy who takes the mail job, who like actively does not care about it and is like using the holiday to his own ends, but then like learns a lesson and then eventually comes to love Christmas. If I had to say a lesson beyond like once you accept or once you get past your own grumpiness, you can get into the magic of the season. I would say almost all these stories go into a background of trauma that mm. has made them feel that way. So there's a lesson for like the general public of like seeing the holidays aren't always happy for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think every iteration of the Grinch shows some kind of trauma, except the, except the original, like the 20 well, minute like cartoon. A, yeah. Like that one doesn't, but every movie version has shown like the trauma related, you know, Scrooge, they go back to his days in the boarding house or whatever, mm -hmm. um, where he's in the school, you know, the Burger Meister Meister Burger tripped on a duck. So he's... <laughs> you really did your research for this over the last 38 years. <laughs> and this oh. is weird. This is my, my least prepared because we've watched less Christmas movies this year than any other year. Yeah. Because no snow, enough. no yep. snow. Um Okay, so like there's kind of I was going to say because there's there's trauma as a reason that people are not excited for the season, but I feel like there's also the pointing out of that like Christmas is being it, we're celebrating the wrong things. So there's almost like a a hatred for the busyness, the stimulation, the consumerism, because like the dad and Christmas with the cranks is is more that just like we spend all this money, we do all these things yeah. and his isn't trauma, but like it is like he kind of comes across like that Grinch of just like this is this is too much and I am boycotting it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, I I think that's the thing, too, with that one of they made like a financial decision and then they have trouble sticking to it. So oh. I can really relate to that guy of like, you know, we're going to buy a sauna and that's going to be our Christmas present oh, to each other. Yeah. And then, you know, hundreds of dollars of gifts that got added on top of that later. Well, yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah. We have learned that lesson twice now. Um, so, yep, that was going to be Kirby and I. We were not going to do any gifts for each other. And, and we don't spend as much as like, if we would combine how much you and I spend on each other, we don't spend as much as the sauna was. Oh yeah. No. But, so like, it was like a recognition of like, this is a big purchase. This is how we're going to like justify it. And then we just went and bought presents anyways. We did that with the girls. I think one of the first years that we were, we went to Mexico with them was just like, all right, we're going to do this experience, but you know, there's going to be. Or was it the year we took them to Disney and said like, but there's not going to be as many presents. And then there were no, just because many Disney was right after Thanksgiving. So there's no way I would have agreed to like a, a trip we took a month ago is going to be why you don't have, 
Yeah. So there's that. There's that lesson that I think we've learned the lesson that we are bad at not doing the presents. Oh, I do. Oh, this would be a good time for me to tell everybody about my genius Christmas card idea. Are you guys okay. ready? Okay. I'm curious too. Wait. Yeah, you, you start know talking, this. I don't remember. So this is a top secret thing. So hopefully nobody who sends me a Christmas card is listening. Although, like Denise sends me one and Christy Wick sends me one. Okay. I we our family only does Christmas cards every other year. And it's awesome. Okay, so here's why. So Christmas cards, I mean, they've actually gotten cheaper. I feel like there was like a, a peak where people were like paying for foil on the inside of car. Like cards were getting like 350 a piece. You were giving them to the person who checks you out at Target. So they've recovered a little bit, but so they're a lot of work. <laughs> you know, they're they're just a lot of work. They're an extra thing. So we send out our Christmas cards and we get on everybody's list. They're like, oh, we got a card from the Brunswick's. And they like write down our address and they send us one. And then next year, next year, they come to their list of addresses and they send us a Christmas card, but then we never come. So now the very detailed people, I think there are some people who have no idea, but I do believe that due to inflation of Christmas cards, there are people who keep track. And if they don't get a Christmas card from you, you're off the list. So, okay. So the year we don't send one, we're off the list. We're not sending the Brunswick's one next year, but then guess what happens? we come in with a Christmas card and they're like, ah, shit, I didn't send one. And so then they frantically send one to us. And then we like get these like late Christmas cards and we can tell like, ha, you were going to send us one until you got ours. And then the next year we don't. Ooh, you have a very transactional view of Christmas and human relationships. <laughs> I was just trying to minimize the, the amount of stuff to do. It's just so much, but like, I also really like getting Christmas cards and I don't want to stop getting Christmas cards. So this is my, my like meeting people halfway of like, I'll send you one every other year. If you want to go every other year with me, you can, but please don't. Yeah. You are something. The lesson, the whole thing is unwrapping Christmas tropes. We'll get, we'll get to whatever trope I am. All right. My turn. Uh, so mine's less, uh, well, no. Okay. So this is the idea of going from big town to small town. The like returning home is always in like a smaller quaint town where things, where they always have snow, by the way, but mm -hmm. like things move slower. You run into people from your past. Um, there's always so this, this is like, like the, random the hallmark. Guy. Yeah. No, so like I, feel, the... I feel like, I feel like that's a thing in bigger ones too. I'm not, I don't know. It's uh, in the Cameron Diaz one. What's that one called? Oh, well, the holiday. Yeah. She goes to a smaller town, but there's really not returning to her past. Um, and then Cameron, and then um, not Renee Zellweger, Titanic lady. Kate Winslet? Yes. She goes to LA. Mm. So like, it's not really. So I guess it is more of a Hallmark trope, but like it is definitely a strong theme of like going to your small town home. Like it's almost like supposed to be this like step in you're this, like you've made it and achieved air quotes, everything, but you realize you go home and like the one thing that you are missing is like the real important thing. Mm -hmm. It's a good um, lesson. Yeah. 
maybe for some people who send their Christmas cards every year. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think that's a theme in almost all Christmas movies is like finding what's truly important. So like that's another route to get to it, you know. Are you saying that my trope isn't trope enough? No, no, I'm I'm saying that's a super famous one. I think you're spot on with that. I think it's especially within a certain genre. I think Hallmark's probably made that movie 50 times. Yeah. So All right. I have not watched many of them though. And if I and the ones I have, I can't like recall off the top of my head who are the characters. But yeah, there's not I mean, they're they're pretty predictable. It's kind of like I, there's a new one that was just on Netflix about where they did it through like the lens of a gay guy coming home and his mom's like hooked him up on a blind oh, date. Yeah, but we like, that one. yeah. Yeah. You came in halfway through, but yeah. like he brought the gay friend home with him who he'd never actually seen. You know, it's a little more of an, she's all that like take off the glasses moment of like, you've been in front of me the entire time Poor hot guy that they use in those as like bait is like still single and alone. But so there's my trope. Yours, your turn. Um, oh man, which one do I want to go with next? Um, I'm going to go with, it's kind of the counter to the first one I mentioned. It is the Jolly Simpleton, um, who oh, just loves Christmas okay. and like nothing can deter him. So like the nephew Fred, um, in A Christmas Carol, who like invites Scrooge to dinner. Yes. Uh, like, and no matter what he says, how many times he hears good afternoon, he still keeps his Christmas spirit. Um, I mean, Elf throughout the movie Elf is, mm -hmm. is kind of that of like, the Christmas is in them no matter what, and nothing can do anything. Uh, the guy that Keenan Thompson plays yes. in The Grinch. The I neighbor. love him. Grinchy! Grinchy! <laughs> um, but I, I, I think uh, I think it's a good character, and it's uh, I like the lesson of it, too, of, like, if you truly, if you truly have the spirit, and, you know, I could get philosophical here and say, like, if you have God within you, if you have that, like, connection, not that you're always happy, but it's coming from in you and not from the reaction of others. So you can be in the holiday spirit regardless of if your uncle's a jerk or your neighbor's the Grinch or, you know, your dad's on the naughty list. It doesn't, you can be sad for them. You can want to help them. But like the in-glowing love is in you. So I would never even attempt to be this person but i would definitely say that this is something that you would idealize as like something that you would love to be for other people mm -hmm. uh how do you feel like you do with that um i mean you did buy an 800 dollars christmas wand but um, you're trying yeah i i don't uh i i think i do generally well with it i think i am too um, prone to ups and downs in like general mood. But I think that's what most of my like philosophy, religion, meditation, all that stuff is, is always seeking an equanimity of uh, that. I think that's where my, I differ is I'm seeking equanimity and not necessarily like bliss all the time. But if I, if I can keep myself from going below a five, then when I go to like seven and eight, it's usually like a lot of joy, a lot of generosity and just loving people. Yeah. I mean, I feel like sometimes, so are these people, these characters that you talked about, do you mm -hmm. think that they, if they're at like an eight or nine for joy during December, 
do you think they go into like a one or two on December 26th? Because I have seen on some years, like you experience a lot of sadness on mm, the yeah. night of Christmas, like Christmas night, because it's like all over. Yeah. Charlie and I go for our sad Christmas walk. <laughs> we talk about how we're sad it's over and how we didn't appreciate it enough. And uh, we just want the magic back. Um, yeah, that's where it's tricky with, I would say... I mean, because they're movie characters, it's really hard. And because like... Because they're fictional, they probably don't go into the depression. Well, and because they're in all the stories, they're getting exactly what they want at Christmas. So it's almost like the beginning of a new joy versus like they don't know that it's going to go downhill from here. The neighbor in Grinch now has a generous and connected Grinch. You know, Elf has his family and Jovi and Fred finally got his uncle to come to dinner. So like now they're starting the rest of their life, you know, having this actual relationship. So it's difficult to compare with the characters when like they weren't starting with, I have everything, everything is good. They just got something amazing as the story ends. So it'd be tricky to, to put my, put myself in fully their shoes and go like maybe in like five years, you know, when like the Grinch is just an old buddy, you know, then maybe the, the neighbor guy is like, okay, Christmas is over. That makes me sad. Mm -hmm. So you would say that the lesson in these characters is like kind of the universal lesson to draw out the other 11 months of the year is um, that joy is really dependent on yourself and to not seek on yeah. others and around you. Okay. Okay. I like that. As a chiropractor who's deeply passionate about providing the best care, I've got a secret weapon I want to share with you, Genesis Chiropractic Software. My journey with Genesis started 13 years ago, and back then I was juggling insurance claims and Genesis was a lifesaver. It streamlined the whole insurance process, making it seamless and stress-free. But here's the kicker. Even after I transitioned to a cash-based practice, Genesis continued to be an indispensable part of my clinics. Why do I stick with Genesis? Because it's more than just software. It's a comprehensive solution that adapts to your practice's needs. When I went from one clinic to two, it could have been a logistical nightmare. But thanks to Genesis being cloud-based, I can manage both clinics effortlessly, anytime, anywhere. It keeps me on top of my patient records and provides invaluable data to analyze the health of my clinics. The insights help me make informed decisions to continually improve. And now I'm excited to offer something special to my She Slays listeners. When you visit genesischiropracticsoftware.com forward slash She Slays, you'll get an exclusive discount on Genesis Chiropractic Software. Whether you're dealing with insurance or running a cash-based practice, Genesis is the versatile tool that will elevate your chiropractic business. So don't wait. Take your practice to the next level. Head over to genesischiropracticsoftware.com forward slash She Slays for your exclusive discount. Trust me, with Genesis, you're not just surviving in your practice, you're thriving. Hey, She Slayers, real quick. If you're in the scaling stage of practice and your clinic is looking for an associate, be sure to check out advertising on my Instagram and Facebook socials page. It can take months and months to find the right fit for your clinic, and posting anywhere and everywhere you can can shorten the amount of time that that takes. So in addition to posting on Facebook groups and state association classifieds, get your ad viewed by thousands of chiropractic students and new grads who follow She Slays the Day. 
Click the link below to apply for next month's ad. We only take nine each month and it's first come first serve. And if you're a student or new grad who wants to make sure you get those monthly ads, click the other link below to make sure you get each month's new job listings delivered straight to your inbox. Back to the episode. Um, I'm realizing from yours that my chat GPT really like didn't give me good. So let's just go on with your third. What's your third? Um, let's jump down to this one because it's only in a few, but it does show up. And I do think the first one impacts the other ones. Um, it's the life would be better without me. So the most oh, famous. What but then they, depressing shit are you watching? But then they learn that it's not. They learn the impact of themselves. So the classic one is it's a wonderful life. Oh, like, okay. And Can then you they name see, another one? Uh, deep Cut, Shrek Forever After, the Shrek <laughs> Christmas movie. <laughs> He's really stressed. He wishes that, okay, that he could just Okay, you be had going. to like look that up. And then Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. There's the one where Pluto's gone. And then they realizes like that how valuable Pluto is and everyone goes to look for him because it's not a holiday. Oh, Olaf. Olaf. Olaf too. Yes. I didn't even have that one down. So as I was just mortified, like, oh my God, everyone's going to know I am married to such a dork. I'm like, oh wait, Olaf is also. The Olaf Christmas one where he's looking for traditions and then he loses it all and then realizes he's the tradition. So like there's that lesson of thinking you're unimportant or that you've messed everything up. Um, this isn't really then, Enneagram 4 thing. Of like, and then you find joy that like you're the center of it. Like, not that you're the center of it. I mean, in many of them, it's, it's when you're gone, you realize the impact you have on all these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, so, I, it's, it's definitely a trope. Um, it's definitely a thing. Uh, but it is kind of selfish. It's kind of like, and like, or self-centered of just like, oh, now you're happy because you realized that everything, were, you were needed. I don't know. I don't you know. took the most cynical view of this. I think this is people who are just thinking they're trying to get by and that in the end, no matter what they can do isn't enough and that it would be easier for everyone if they just weren't there because they're messing things up. And so I don't think it's necessarily selfish and going like the selfish thing would be like, everyone's going to miss me when I'm gone. Oh, it's almost the reverse going like no one's going to miss me when I'm gone. And then they realize the impact in all the small things that they've done through their life. Okay. All right. I yeah. Think it's, the it's, not, it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. Right. If you try right. pulling, you do what? If you try pulling an Olaf or a Pluto around Christmas, I'm. I think that's what it is. Is like I'm just picturing you doing this and me oh, having God. to spend my Christmas morning yeah. with our girls, like super sad, looking for you. I would. <laughs> yeah, because that sounds like me. I'd just be furious. Just like leaving things to other people. No, <laughs> that's not about to happen. Um. Okay, so let's see. I kind of have one. So there's the like overcoming differences, like there's conflict. So this is the like um, fighting with the mother. All of mine are very Hallmark, I'm realizing, mm -hmm. of just like the fighting with the mom or there's that, you know, there's just the conflict. And then like at the end, you realize 
we weren't, we really didn't have any differences. So I would say that on a more global scale, this is that most of the stuff that's in the news is petty shit. Most of the stuff, not all of it. Mm. And the, most of the stuff that we fixate on, on a daily basis is really, really unimportant. And um, yeah, that's, that's, there's mine. I'm trying to think of, so like, yes, it is very hallmarky, but there is, it's, you know, it's the enemies becoming friends thing. Um, I forget and jingle all the well, way. Like, Did they become home friends alone. at the end? Home Alone is kind of the classic, so I don't know that I would say it's only Hallmark. Like, wait, what's what? Do you do you think the the robbers are Kevin's friend at the end? No, or are you, oh, you're talking I'm about talking the conflict about his with his mom, mom. With his mom. <laughs> I, I saw. What a... would you say the overarching trope is in Home Alone? If it's not like, yeah, I don't want my yeah. family. Oh, actually, us fighting was stupid. We do, yeah. Want. Except you should fight with Uncle Frank because he's a jerk. What the hell? And like punish Buzz. Yeah. Like people need to stop buying Buzz's shit. Yeah. And see him for who he really is. This oh. is fun. <laughs> Best episode. All right. Your turn. Um. All right. I have a I have one that or it's like kind of two that are tied together. Either the too old believer oh. is rewarded or the kind of young skeptic gets turned into a believer. So like they're both in one movie in the Christmas Chronicles. The little sister is the bordering on too old believer who then like is rewarded with like actually meeting and getting this entire experience. And her brother is like the becoming an adult too fast, like, all of this is bull. I don't want to decorate for Christmas. I don't want to hang out with anyone. Mm -hmm. um, the another too old believer is always the elf, but he's seen Santa, so I don't know. Yeah, if that he's... doesn't count. That doesn't count. Um, other skeptics that came to mind: uh, Neil in the Santa Claus. I liked his. We just watched it last night. <laughs> the moment where he says Santa, Santa. Is so funny. Um, the little girl in Miracle on 34th Street, like she's very like precocious and worldwide. And even though she's sick, she doesn't believe. Um, and then eventually finds out, you know, that that she is meeting the real the real Santa. Um, I would say Ryan Reynolds in Spirited oh, kind so of fits fun. this of like, I understand the world like that. That movie plays with a lot of like. I would say Ryan Reynolds is actually more the first trope of the Grinch. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, he had trauma. Mm -hmm. Trauma. Like, so I'm going to say this in a very uh safe way. We should have like put a disclaimer on the beginning that this is a, a, a safe episode. Um, I think that one of the reasons for that trope is um that it helps it helps uh situations that parents might find themselves in. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. But I think the bigger message there, uh, what do you think the bigger message besides like, just like, we're just gonna throw a bone out to the parents? I think, well, I mean, in all these movies, they do bring in all these other themes of family and connectedness and that, you know, Christmas isn't just exactly how 
the nuts and bolts of how like Santa does things, but it they always weave in underlying messages of forgiveness, family, generosity. Um, and so I think in those, there is the the deeper core of like, if you are good and you <clears throat> and you really believe, let's let's substitute belief in Santa with like, again, like connectedness to spirit. Like if you are truly good and you're holding on to that, don't let go. Like you will more likely, if you can hold on to that, you will help those around you. And if you're holding on to skepticism and, you know, everything's crap and I know how the world really works, mm -hmm. like, are you truly happy? Like, mm -hmm. how's that going for you? Being quote unquote right in seeing the negativity of things. Like, yeah. And I feel like, um, especially since this took like a, like a Christian turn type of thing, you know, there's almost like this, I don't want to be embarrassed or mm. wrong. Like there's this defensiveness to like getting caught being um, not vulnerable, but like childlike or, you know, naive, mm -hmm. naive. Um, and so there's like this defensiveness to the ego of like, I don't want to get caught believing in something if, if it's not true, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the, it's kind of, I don't want to speak for atheists or against atheists, but like, that's a lot of the arguments I've heard of just like, it's silly or like, you know, like who would believe in fairy tale stuff. And it's like, if, if that makes you happy and you're truly kind in your heart and you feel really, really good, then I am very glad for you. It's not my experience. Um, okay, I have one. I have one. And our entire awesome. family took this to an extreme the other day. It was really fun. I, I just want to say that like having an 11 and a half, an 11 and a half year old, because she's almost 12. And she's very, she's a very 12. She's a very tween. Yeah. Uh, but also she's like going on 45. But uh, we played with the trope of the workaholic mom. Oh and yeah, so, okay, that was so a fun conversation. That was, it's just a fun conversation. So that was my point in bringing her up is like, that was like a, this joyous moment where she like was engaging and talking with us and we're laughing and um, just really getting yeah, to we, see we, like- We almost had an outline to a screenplay by the end of that car ride. Yeah, and we then we realized just... Hallmark had made it a million times. But the idea was, okay, so like the rules were, we were going to- a small town. We were going to my hometown. Yeah. Right. Um, and I had like a deadline with work, which sure. ironically, like Ty literally asked me the other day in all serious, nothing to do with this trope storyline. Like, are you going to work on Christmas Eve and Christmas? And I was like, no, honey, I'm not. And she's like, okay, good. And I'm like, has mom been working a lot lately? And yeah, I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, but that's why it was funny is like, it wasn't that distance um, from our lives. But yep. So workaholic mom, she's getting bad reception. She's mid project or like coming to a deadline. Um, and she just has to be so inconvenienced to go home to Christmas. Uh, now this was a funny thing was that you were not allowed to play. So as a dad, you were not allowed to have many lines. Yeah. For some reason, Charlie decided that I was not a main character. No, not a main a character. Very back. Uh, what did she call me? Tertiary character uh, who had minimal was, lines. 
and like basically just like in the background putting up the tree yeah. while, like... loading the car with presents um yeah mm -hmm. taking the kids so i could finish a phone call uh and then we thought maybe we could get ryan reynolds since there was really only two lines to play that and i was like all right well. um but yeah so oh and then there was the moody tween moody mm -hmm. teen tween who really was like one of the main conflicts of the movie was like the mom daughter thing, which as I'm talking is like kind of is a, is a thing. Yeah. Moms and daughters, especially at that age, have to like find a way apart from each other and back together. Yeah. And then the child, the younger child who has again, no lines, but is and always no, in a screen. No name. We decided no name. No yeah, that's name. Right. We decided it would just no be name. called iPad child in the, in the credits so what is i mean is that just supposed to be the like quintessential modern day family is that just what that our society has kind of come to yeah i think so in movies they will always want to make it somewhat relatable because they definitely then... do this with the working dad too so like that is yeah. kind of elf and so it's not always mom yeah. And I think with Hallmark, like why they come across so cheesy is because one, they're making them fast and two, they want them to be super simple to understand. So like Miracle they, on 34th. Sorry. Yep. Hardworking mom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, that one I think does a better job because they do a little bit more character development. So like she's not just a hardworking mom. She cares very deeply for her daughter and tries to show that in different ways. She has different interactions with the Santa that like move her along. Mm -hmm. I think what when people talk about Hallmark movies as being cheesy, it's because they take each of these characters and then they boil them down to like the essence of that and then let them only be that. Okay, so, like, well, let's move where... away from Hallmark then and just take the scenarios of like <laughs> the overworking dad and elf, the mm -hmm. overworking mom and Miracle 34th. Like, is I mean, it's just kind of the like, you got to slow down. That's that's the takeaway. I, I think it's a challenge of like they've chosen they've chosen the, you know, not to bring it back to religion, but like that's an easier frame to look at it through. They have fully chosen secularism and egoism and rejected spirituality. I bet they magic. don't send out Christmas cards any year. I mean, if they're, you know, maybe they do, but it's just for show. Like I just bet to, you Monica would send out our Christmas cards every year. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Next year. wait, they have to be mailed. You can like, no, you can like pay. Oh, I suppose pay to have them like shipped from some yes. facility in America. Yeah. You can like just ship them our... directly from Walmart or they're just all come from the Philippines. <laughs> that would be way funny. <laughs> Cost a lot more though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you were saying. So when I was breaking down the entire ethos of ego versus spirituality and how this is a common theme throughout all time and maybe yeah. all stories i agree boil down to this yeah yeah sorry i cut you Gotta... off <laughs> oh boy anyway you got any more yeah i might interrupt you if i think of one i do really want to watch miracle on 34th now yeah i do too i uh, i know you like the new one and i, I it's I, can you even call it a new one anymore? Oh, God, no. It's from like 1992 or something like that. 
All right. I think the last one I have written down is the unexpected slash disrespected character turns hero. 1994. So, 94? I said 92. Is it just me? Something. Or like, have we asked that question a lot lately? And like all the best movies came out like 93 to 96. Like the film industry was nailing it during that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they weren't just all superhero movies then. So. And we, yeah. Okay. I was our favorite. And they're our favorites because we're of that age. You know? No, the movies it's because they were the best. <clears throat> sure. Were the um, I would put Spirited and Christmas Chronicles uh, <gasps> okay. up there with a lot of those classics. So I was going to ask, have, I don't remember what your five movies were or my five movies were, but. I don't either. Do you think any of the <laughs> like, I think Christmas Chronicles 2 had already come out. So, but like Spirited had definitely not. Do you feel like. You, there's any new ones? I think Christmas Chronicles might have gotten onto my top five already. Yeah, I thought so I too. I think Spirited might be in there too. Of like, we've watched it twice this year, mm -hmm. and that's like at the detriment too. We haven't watched some real classics. Yeah, um, it's entertaining. So we like listen to the soundtrack. The soundtrack. Yeah. You know what? A lot of people probably haven't watched this movie because it's on Apple TV. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. It's so it's worth you, signing up for Apple TV. Oh, it's, like it's worth $5 signing up a month. I would say it's one of my top five now. Um, I like it a lot, and it's got Will yeah. Ferrell and Ryan Ryan Reynolds, and it's just like kind of a weird twist on a Christmas story. Yeah, it like turns it all around, kind of breaks the fourth wall. But I also think it updates it really well because like I was thinking about that when we were watching when we went to the play, The Christmas Carol, of. Scrooge's like only focus is money and that's not and at the time like that was truly like the currency of the realm but now if you just said like someone just wants money like it doesn't ring as true because there's ways people to, can't like, see themselves in Scrooge because they're like well I don't care just about money yeah because we have all of the we already have all the comforts and more money like yeah there is the the focused dad and elf or whatever who just wants more money or whatever but it doesn't ring as true and it doesn't teach the lesson of them and now like the currency of the realm is attention and you can see how everyone mm. wants attention and they want you know to be more influential so like the him being like the the person who is just always seeking how to guide people's attention for his own gain is like truly the modern version of Scrooge. Mm -hmm. Also, I learned that good at, well, nobody's going to get this if they haven't seen it, but there's a song in there that I thought was real catchy uh, where good afternoon was an old, like nasty thing to say to people. And when we went to the Christmas Carol, it was kind of like my uh, amazing grace realization of just like, oh, that's why they wrote that song in Spirited is because he says good afternoon in A Christmas Carol. And my entire family, including our nine-year-old, just looks at me as like, duh, you didn't get that? And I was like, no, no. And I think that's when you said like, what is life like through your eyes? It must be fun to be surprised all the time. Oh, it really is. There are so many times in movies that like, I'm just like, I have no idea what's going to happen. This will happen in like uh, historical fiction as well historical fiction i'm just like i have no idea what's gonna happen well let's go watch napoleon and i want to see what what yeah, your I have reaction no idea. is i have no idea None. i love you <laughs> I, I skipped the third grade 
I don't think that's when they teach you about Napoleon. No, it's when they teach you everything I don't know in life is the third grade. So, all right. You got anything else magical that? I don't think I do. I think that was, those were my big, those are my big hits for this. I hope we did a good job. I hope, uh, I want to hear what other people have to say. So message Lauren on Instagram. I hope that they, can you hear Maggie having a bad dream right now or a good dream? I don't know what she's, but. Poor little Maggie's next to me having a little dream. Oh, yeah, I just heard her squeak. Hey, hey, it's okay, baby. It's okay. You're chasing the cat. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, so I think you should say some nice parting words on um on the podcast and like kind of in departure, because this is the last episode of 2023. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening, first off, um, for another year. It's crazy that we started this what, four and a half years ago now? Uh-huh. Three and a half years ago? Oh, um, right. and I, Episode like 245? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's been an amazing adventure. And the people that you've gotten to meet, we've gotten to meet uh, through this and the connections and, you know, it leading to the multi-passionate chiropreneur and the amazing people that we've gotten to meet through that and the lives changed. I could never have predicted this um, if it was a movie, it would be like almost too too cheesy to buy that like we just set out on this little this little task that we thought was going to be a hobby. And uh, now it's such a big part of our lives and such a big part of a lot of people's lives. So mm-hmm. yeah, so thank crazy. you everyone for listening and all the people who have interacted with us on this journey. Oh, thank you for saying the vulnerable, nice things. I do that to Kirby all the time. I'll do it at the, like in the middle of a team meeting or something, or at the end of a team meeting, I'll be like, Kirby, you want to say some words? <laughs> say what is in my heart, Kirby, please just say the nice things to the people. Uh, no. And I, I don't know. I, I know that I don't know how to say this, but like, I don't want to keep having the same conversations with the same people that other podcasts are having. And so like in 2024, I definitely, I want to have, I want to have great conversations. And if they happen to be with people that are on every other Cairo podcast, that's fine. But I want to have a different conversation with them. Um, I'm just not looking to continue having on like, oh, tell me your secrets to success in your chiropractic clinic. And like the, I've figured it all out. And so I just, I just hope for a continuation of unique, vulnerable conversations. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and if it is like industry bests, just sharing vulnerability. Um, and because I think that that, like, there's plenty of certainty. Let's just say there's plenty of mm-hmm. certain certain guests. Um, and I just want to continue for our audience to be able to see themselves in me and see themselves in the guests and just become, I don't know, more okay with exactly their journey and what they mm-hmm. are and becoming. Um, and so I think continuing to parade, like this is the best of, and this is their path. And if you do it, you can be just like them. Is just like, ah, I don't really want to be here for that. That sounds, that sounds terrible. Well, I mean, and those, those things are great, but they're also a lot of that already out there. So, yeah. so you we'll can find that if weird. that's what you need. Yeah. We'll continue to be weird. That's the plan. Maybe we'll get, I'm going to get weirder. I want to get even weirder. 
have me on more. We can, oh, we can go there. Oh, no. You're too weird. No. <laughs> All right, She Slayers. Thank you for being with us during this holiday season and this year. We appreciate you more than you know. Next week is an exciting, it is kind of one of, I think, one of the best episodes. Um, so it's going to be part one of Best Of. Um, oh, it's always so difficult to pick those. Um, but I, you know, make sure you listen. Those are great episodes to share because you know, it's like a little teaser for people who don't listen to the episode. So please make sure you, uh, a Christmas gift for me would be to rate. You can rate on Spotify. Um, you can do that. That is a thing now that they allow and just keep on keeping on. Thank you for being a listener and, uh, bring on 2024 in your name. We pray <laughs> <laughs> until next week. She slayers. Bye. Bye. Hey, she slayers. If you're like me, your health matters, but life can get in the way. I completely get it. Meet Sunlight and Saunas, which is a game changer for your health. We used to put off getting an infrared sauna in my family and thinking it was going to be too pricey and complicated. But here's the deal. America needs to catch up on the whole sweating and detox routine. Infrared saunas do wonders for the immune system, detoxing, aging, sleep, and muscle recovery. And as a chiropractor, I've seen it help regulate nervous systems and patients in between their adjustments. So in 2023, my husband and I got serious about nervous system regulation, and he dove into cold plunges. I tried it, not going to lie, didn't like it at all. I would rather spend 20 minutes in a cozy sauna than two minutes in ice water. So after tons of research, I chose sunlight and saunas for our home. We have the Amplify 2 in Basswood, and it is perfect. The goal is to bring this into our clinics in 2024 as well, expanding patient health journeys without more manpower and, of course, bringing in some more revenue. For SheSlay's listeners, snag up to $600 off Asana, and here's the bonus. It stacks on top of any Sunlighten discount that they also have going. Just go to get.sunlighten.com forward slash SheSlay's or hit the link below to request your pricing guide. And fellow chiropractors, practice what you preach, invest in your health. Now let's get back to today's episode. When I ask other chiropractors what three things they need in order to be a successful practice, they say a table, an EHR, and an insight scanning system. I know for me, using scanning technologies was a game changer for my clinic. Once I started scanning, I had a clearer picture of a patient's health status and the ability to measure their progress over time. With the insight, I moved from just trying to treat symptoms to real care plans, and I could actually get patients to understand and sign on. CLA has made it easier than ever to get into scanning. They have affordable financing options and easy-to-use education tools that make scanning a no-brainer. So here's my theory. If you get an insight and then set aside seven minutes a day for seven days using CLA's online video training, you'll be communicating chiropractic with newfound confidence and certainty within a week. And a major bonus, you'll be able to amplify your social media presence by including neurological scan views and success stories that will attract a ton of patients and their families who are searching for the expert to manage their health and performance. If this sounds like something you'd like to know more about, go to insightcla.com forward slash SheSlays. You'll find lots of great information about scanning while reviewing the SheSlays preferred pricing deals. Yeah, I got you a deal.
They'll also send you your free getting into scanning guide that includes a snapshot of CLA's training resources. 